Benvindo, everybody, to the Win or Learn podcast, a podcast that follows our journey in the art of jujitsu. We'll discuss our wins and lessons and have special guests that we meet along the way. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Isaiah. So let's roll right into it. All right. So welcome back, everyone. We are on the fifth episode yep. of this season. So thank you for listening uh, as we speak about this week's training. So this is the week after the seminar. And we kind of are just going to walk through what we did this week, how we felt, what we did, and all that other stuff that we kind of typically talk about with this, with uh, our podcast. So post-seminar, how are we feeling? What do we do? What do you, what do you got to say? Yeah. So post-seminar, I would say that the big thing is I kind of feel revitalized and kind of like rejuvenized, re-energized, a lot of reason there, but that's kind of how I'm feeling. Um, just being in the seminar, being surrounded by so many people who are in the jujitsu space because we did have some individuals from like a sister academy come by as well. And just being around everybody in the academy because, you know, seminars are usually like our biggest classes where we have the most people there. And kind of being in that environment and being like fully submerged into jujitsu, I guess you could say for like a couple of hours, kind of like re-energized me and made me feel like I want to keep training. Yeah. I want to, you know, go back to the academy and keep working hard. Yeah, and definitely. Like we kind of said in the last podcast, the week leading up to the seminar, we kind of, uh, we were there every week and that was the first, or every day of the week, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like the first time that we had done that in a long time. And it makes me just want it, like it made me want to continue that streak and keep going and keep working right. hard. Pretty much. And so this week, post-seminar, so we went four days last week every day of the week that we were able to go for class that we have available. And then we went su- uh, Saturday for the seminar. And then this week we only missed one day, which was uh, Wednesday, but it was because of a commute like situation. Yeah. We didn't, we wanted to train, but we just couldn't because we both commute now pretty far. So it was more of like a situation where we just weren't able to physically be into the build in the building or in the gym. So other than that, we're on a good streak right now. So four classes last week plus a seminar and then three classes this week. So where I would agree with the your sentiment of being re-energized and revitalized. We've been out of jujitsu for so long. We kind of covered that the last episode that it's really, really nice to be back in a space where we're training consistently. And like I can feel a big difference between last week's training and this week's training. Last week, super fatigued, super tired, gassed really quick. And then this week, it's been much easier to go every day or at least almost every day in terms of my stamina, my durability, um, flexibility, all this, all of the above. So it was a really good week of training. Really looking forward to keeping the streak going. Even though we're going to be traveling this upcoming weekend, we're going to be going up to Canada. So it's we'll see how it goes post-Canada, uh, but I don't anticipate us being out for too long. So let's talk about what we did this week. Yeah, so this week was a lot of guard work, which is kind of like a theme here, I guess. Yeah, we love guard work. Yeah, aside from Professor Tiago being a very great guard player, and that's kind of like his game, that's kind of like our game as well. I feel like we've kind of developed that as well, just because we don't, we're not going to be taking people down. Let's just put it that way. I feel like that's not a risk we're willing to take most of the time. So that's kind of our game. And also I think our size kind of contributes into that. So we could play, you know, close guard, half guard, stuff like that. Like that's kind of like our build 
kind of leans us towards more of that game. So, yeah, so we did more guard work. We went to the pendulum sweep, which is one that I think we've discussed before on the podcast, making sure you get like the hip angle, drive your leg into somebody's like armpit, and then kick that leg up basically over their head and sweep them over. So the pendulum sweep. Yeah, I wanted to add something about the pendulum sweep. In past episodes, I've always said I hate the pendulum sweep. And I'm like, I am a noted recorded person to to not like the pendulum sweep. But this week that we did it, I felt different about it. And I don't know what had changed. Maybe it was the form or my technique. Or maybe it was one of our coaches coming over and saying, hey, this is how you actually do it. Or this is an easier way to do it. So something changed this week where I'm actually a fan of what we were doing and what, what we were working the when we were working the pendulum sweep it just felt like i don't know it just felt different i don't know how you felt about it i know we both i think talked about how we don't like pendulums but yeah i think before yes in the past we have been kind of certified pendulum sweep haters on this podcast i i think i would yeah that's pretty safe to say i think we've discussed that at length but i agree i, I don't know if it's just from the consistency of training, or like you said, maybe just a different way that we're doing it and different tips from our professors and coaches. But I did feel much better as well. I feel like I was able to get it a little bit easier than in the past. And that's another thing we really didn't train with each other um, as much this week. We kind of switched it up at the beginning of the week. And towards the end, you know, we ended up training together. But I felt, I don't know if this is how you felt, but I felt like I had more of the flexibility and kind of like the explosion of the actual like pendulum motion with my leg to be able to perform it efficiently. So in the past, that's kind of been my issue. Like I'm not able to create that momentum because this is one thing that our coach explained to us this week. It's all about using your own momentum to topple somebody else over. It's pretty much what it comes down to. And you have to kind of understand how you can generate that. And for me in the past, it was always difficult for me to generate that momentum but this week it kind of felt like it clicked a little bit more and I was able to generate that momentum without thinking about it as much. Yeah. So a hundred percent, I don't know, again, I don't know what it was, what changed from the last time we did it to this time, but definitely that momentum shift of like being able to use your own weight against somebody, something changed, something was different and it just felt really good for me. So definitely, definitely I'm going to try and put it into one of my arsenal or try and put it in use when we actually try and spar again. Okay, so let's move on to what we were doing after the pendulum sweep. So again, we were working a lot of closed guard that week or this week. And the variation that we learned was a matter of like, if the pendulum sweep is not there or if your opponent is expecting the pendulum sweep and they defend against it, what can we do? So let's walk through that. Yeah, and another key that... Professor Tiago actually mentioned about that is it's harder to topple over bigger guys. So usually guys who are like stronger or are taller or wider or heavy, they tend to have a better base, right? So that's one thing that he mentioned that usually you'll have to use this variation when somebody has a really good base and you just can't get them over. And, you know, in our weight class with the kind of people that we usually spar with, um, and the kind of the people that we competed against in the past, that would pretty much be the case. People with strong bases that it's hard to sweep them over. So what we would do would be, you know, the basic grip when somebody's trying to break your guard 
is they grab your two lapels and hold them at your chest. So the variation was once you're setting up the pendulum sweep, you have the guy's arm or your opponent's arm uh, on a cross grip kind of. So your opposite hand, uh, or sorry, your hand that's opposite to their hand that's grabbing your chest. You tuck that into your pocket, drag it across. And once your legs are up, if they're not toppling over and you feel like you can't get them over, you would just switch over to an arm bar. So same exact idea. Inside leg pushes up against their um, armpit. And then your outside leg scoops around and tries to get, basically you're trying to get your knee behind their head and then grab onto their leg. And you can either try to complete the arm bar from the guard or you could try to topple them over and scoot yourself in to get the arm bar. For me, I found myself getting toppled over quite a bit because I do not have the balance to yeah, uh, same. to be able to stay up with a strong base when somebody has their leg over my head. So I was getting toppled over quite a bit. And for me personally, I don't know how you felt, but it was more difficult for me to get the finish or to get the tap from the close guard and just like hipping up than it was to get the tap when you went through the full motion and toppled somebody over. For me, it was easier to topple somebody over and then get them the tap than just like hip up and do it. Yeah, and I feel like that has to do, at least for myself, I would agree, but I feel like that had to do with the fact that when we were toppling, like the motion to topple the person over is easy, but then you have to think about the placement of the hand that you don't have control over their over their hand, if that made sense. So... When you go into the arm bar, you use one of your own hands to control their arm. And then the other arm, like let's say your left arm is free. That hand needs to go onto their pants or on their waist to kind of prevent them from hipping out or escaping. So I felt like for me, that was what made it a little bit more difficult to kind of get the topple over and then have to worry about, you know, where am I going to put my left hand because I'm right-handed. So... I mean, I guess it's an either or. It's It really came down to what, how big my partner was and then what what was available or what was open for me to do. Uh, if I recall correctly, my partner this week was a lot smaller than I am in terms of height and, you know, kind of his build. So it was easy to get the, um, the arm bar from the guard because he's much smaller. My legs are a little longer. And so it was easy to kind of get him trapped in there and then kind of just move that arm out and then lift my hip up and then get him kind of locked in. Whereas when I train with you and I try and do that, it's not as easy because, again, we're about the same build. Your shoulders are a little bit bigger, so it's a little bit harder to kind of get that arm bar from guard set in and locked in. And I think that's one main point that Professor Tiago made was the fact that people with wider shoulders, it's always going to be more difficult to finish them with like the closed guard. Mm-hmm. I think that's, for a lot of jujitsu finishes, I think that might be the case. Um, it's always more difficult to get sweeps and, and submissions on people who have wider shoulders. And it felt good to kind of drill that as well. So that was one thing that we started to do like towards the end was doing the specific training and trying to avoid getting armbarred. So that was nice because it was a little bit of like, it wasn't like full sparring, but it was a little bit of like a taste of what that would be like again, because I feel like we haven't done much full sparring since our return. So getting a little taste of that was was nice. And I feel like we're, it's going to be a while, at least for myself, till I feel ready to start sparring again. 
just because we've been out for so long. So I really appreciate the specific training because it's like you're doing the technique with resistance, like your opponent, your teammate, your partner is going 100% resistance. So they're really not trying to get arm barred and you're really trying to get the arm bar on them. So specific training is great for now, but I feel like eventually once I feel ready enough, I'll be I'll be ready to spar a little bit more like we like we were before when we were getting ready for a comp. I think that's the next step, right? Like kind of moving on from what we did this week, but I think that's kind of the next step. After we feel a little bit more comfortable and our bodies feel ready for a little bit more load, I guess, a little bit more workload. I think that would be the next step. Transition over to GB2, back to kind of where we were, and sparring a little bit more. Because at the end of the day, sparring is what helps for these techniques to become like second nature. You know, right. When you're, you're actually training fighting them, for your life. Exactly. And I, that, that's really where you can begin to test if you have these memories or these techniques memorized and stuff like that. So I think that's the main thing for me. I just want to eventually get back to that point where we are sparring a little bit more so we can begin to like refine kind of like what you said earlier, like our arsenal of moves and have things stick there. Cause I think that's kind of where when things are kind of, you know, moving at like a hundred percent and it's kind of like live fire, I guess you can say that's when you begin to, rely a little bit more on what you know right and, um, and you can string together you know things exactly so you're like oh if this person goes here then i can do this and if they don't do that then i can do this and play defense and then offense and stuff like that so yeah i definitely agree i just feel like physically i'm not where i was back in october when we competed and i don't i don't know if i can i don't even know if i could do maybe 20 minutes of sparring right now like full yeah full sparring yeah. like we were doing. i don't know how we were doing it we were doing like sometimes an hour and we were okay. Like we would get up and just walk away. If I, I feel like if I had to do an hour right now, I'm about to get carried out of the gym. Yeah. I think I'm in the same boat. So looking forward to possibly doing that again, maybe another competition in the future. Who knows? We've yet to kind of solidify, you know, a decision on what we're going to do with competitions. Yeah, and I think that's kind of on the back burner because, like, what professors always told us, before you even start thinking about competition, the main thing is consistency. So that to say that I think we'll make that decision once we feel like, okay, we're consistent now. Right. We're beginning to train, you know, where we would like to and where professor would like like us to be as well. So we'll cross that bridge when we get there, I think. I think that's the main thing. And we've made good strides, I would say. And this is probably I would agree. The most con- this is the most consistent we've been since we competed. I would right. that's I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And it feels 100%. good. And I think I, I personally I want more. I want to do it more often and be able to do this consistently for like an extended period of time. Yeah. And things are getting easier, not like jujitsu, but like doing the actual move sometimes. Right. Getting used getting to the warm-ups exactly. and getting beat up and you know, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we've said over and over, like on this podcast, the best way to learn is just to show up. That's and I think that's the hardest part. And we yeah. I don't think we've ever said this before, but some days we really don't want to go. And we're like, man, most days. I don't want to be. Yeah. And we're <laughs> like, man, I don't want like well, because we always carpooling together whenever we go. We're like, man, I don't want to go today. 
And by the end of the class, we're like, man, I'm glad we went. And that's kind of how it is. Like, sometimes you just have to drag yourself there. And once you get started and once everything, you know, the blood's flowing and once you're all sweaty, everything kind of just goes from there. And that's the thing. I think that a lot of us go through, especially once you've been training for an extended period of time, which I would say we have now. We've been here for over two years. Over two years, yeah. And it's never easy in terms of like motivating yourself to go. But the hardest part is the drive there and like walking in. Right. But once you're there, everything takes care of itself. So, yeah. So if you ever feel like you don't want to go, I guess that's the best time when you should go Mm -hmm. because you'll feel much better afterwards. That's something that we've talked about in the past, in past episodes. Jiu-Jitsu is a great way to disconnect from reality, really, from your job, from your families, from your troubles, anything like that. If you're stressed, it's a great way to go de-stress. If you're not, if you don't like working out or running like I do, then it's a great way to work out and get healthy and stuff like that. So, yeah. And I love that point of disconnecting. Um, Like the main thing for me, you know, now we both commute to go to work. I work with a lot of people, hear a lot of stories and stuff like that from the people I work with, uh, with especially the community that I work with. And sometimes it can be really stressful. And jujitsu, like I'm not the best at it. I'm not great at it. And I know that. But what's what's beautiful about it is the fact that, like you said, it's just an escape like from everything else that, that goes on, everything else you have to worry about, like things at work or whatever else it may be. It's It's a good way to always just get away. You know, your phone's in your bag. You're not worried about what's going on outside of the mats. That's like the, the only work concern you have is learning and surviving. And I think that's the beautiful aspect of jiu-jitsu. Yep. So even if there's people out there who don't train and are listening to this, maybe this will help you, like motivate you. Because everybody does it for different reasons, you know. Some people do it because they want to be champions. Some people do it because they want to lose weight. Other people do it because just for fun. And maybe some people do need it. And we've met people in this space that tell me like, Hey, I need to train. Like, it's not an option for me, like for my mental health or for X, Y, and Z reasons. Like I need to train. Yeah. And And something that, that, that brings to mind is you said, Oh, maybe you don't train and you do it for this, or you train for these reasons. There's always going to be somebody in the gym who has maybe not the same exact goals as you, but similar goals. And one of our coaches told me this, uh, when we came back from our hiatus, find people in your gym that have similar goals as yours. If your goal is to compete, you need to find the people who compete and train with them, who've competed and won. And at our gym, we have people who compete and won at the highest level. If that's not your goal, if you just want to get healthy, there's people like that too. There's people at our gym who are just there to get healthy, who are just there to stay active. And then that's your group of people. And those are the people you roll with. So I think we're at a point where we've kind of found our niche in that space as well. Obviously, you and I train together. And then there's like two or three or four other people that we know if they're there, that we are we're safe and we feel comfortable rolling with them. Obviously, some of the newer people, I'm not hating on the newer people, the zero stripes or the one stripe white belts. Those are not my people uh, because typically they roll real hard. And I don't, I don't, we've talked about this again in the past episodes. I don't know if they're trying to prove something like they're better than you or they're going to say, oh, I, I made a four stripe tap or whatever. 
I'm not there for that. I'm not there to get hurt. So I'm, I know exactly who I'm going to roll with. It's you. And then a couple other people, some blue belts and some other four stripe white belts. Uh, just cause again, my goal is not to compete and win championships. If I compete again, it's probably going to be just because I want to do it for fun to kind of challenge myself. Um, yeah. but if I lose, I lose, we lost our last competition. It was no big deal. It hurt for a little bit just because it took so much to build up for it. But at the end of the day, we learned something from it too. So, yeah. And I think that's the, the main thing when it comes to find your why, I guess is what I would say. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Like, find Like, why are you training? Like, why are you there? And sometimes it's difficult for people to figure that out. Like some people sometimes just sign up and like, Oh, like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. So have a why when you go into to train and once you find that, like you said, just find people around you that have the similar goals. And we see it a lot. Like we know a lot of people, like you said, that have one at the highest level yep. and they tend to group together because those are the kinds of people that they need around them. They need like-minded people who have these big goals of, you know, winning great tournaments and all that. And that's like, that's awesome. But like you said, that I don't feel that way. Like I don't have that intrinsic need to go out there and win all these medals and i just want to have a good time and learn and train a little bit more and be healthy and my main thing is i just don't want to get hurt <laughs> yeah i have i have to go to work the next day so yeah um yeah, yeah. but like you said we we found our little like niche within our gym and um we appreciate for those of you who listen and that train with us we appreciate you guys keeping us healthy and making sure um, you don't kill us along the way and that we can uh, train so, the next day. Yeah. So one last bit of, you know, advice is this kind of brings to mind um, something that I've heard. You guys have probably have heard or seen this as well, but surrounding yourself with friends who will have like-minded goals, surrounding yourself with friends who aren't going anywhere or not doing anything in life while you're on the, on the express lanes going places it might not it might not be the best idea to keep those friends around if you guys aren't like-minded. Friends are meant to push you and to better you and you push them back and then it, it be kind of becomes this like I don't want to say competition, but it's like a it's like healthy motivation. You know, and if your friends are just dragging you down, keeping you down, they're not goal-oriented, they're not succeeding like you're succeeding, then it might be time to change your friend group. Piece of advice. And yeah, that's perfect because, and this is where we have always said, jujitsu teaches you real life lessons. Yep. These are things that you learn through jujitsu that you can learn through jujitsu that will apply to your real life as well. Yeah. So, and there's another saying out there that says, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you probably need to get a new room or something like that, or get into a new room of people. And it's similar to jujitsu. If you're, smashing everybody every single weekend at your gym are you growing as a fighter mm. right in yeah, life, and that's same thing yeah. that's deep man we got deep today <laughs> all right that being said i think we're gonna wrap this episode up i don't think it was as long as our typical ones but uh we really we trained as much as we could this week the three days that we did we kind of saw the same things every single day. So there wasn't really much to talk about. So anything else you want to say? Nope. Just keep training everybody. Keep going. 
It's yep. a long journey and it doesn't end. It literally never ends. I saw one of our coaches, she put up a picture and she put up hashtag forever white belt. And she's a brown belt. So that just tells you kind of where yep. your mentality is when you're at that place. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's the thing. Stripes, belts don't matter. Just they keep don't. learning, keep growing, keep training. And everybody have a good one. Os. Os. Dang, I like that. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Our episodes release every other Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe on the platform of your choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and more. Thank you again for listening and os. Os.